Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Bucketeers podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are proud members of Bucks Life Media. Bucks Life Media, your best Buccaneers news and outlet for breaking news, hot takes, rumors, and so much more. You can find Bucks Life Media on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and so much more. We got some great guests in the house for here. Um, to go over Bucks Bears Week, it seems like Bucks and Bears are playing damn near every year at this point in time. And the battle keeps on, um, you know, switching off. The passing of the torch occurs more often than not. It seems like the team you expect to win does something to lose the game, and the team you think will lose the game does something to win the game. So we'll see what happens this time around. Nonetheless, uh, Cats and Stunna should be joining us shortly. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at Bucketeers. Get at us on YouTube at Bucketeers Podcast. Follow us on Apple, Spotify, and so much more for your news about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're joined by some great Bears guests. They were able to hop on last year's episode as well. That seemed like a lifetime ago. So much has gone on. In about a year, they played, I believe, week five, week four or week five Thursday night football last year. So it's been roughly approximately almost or a year in time. We're a little bit over the year. Last year was a Thursday. This is an upcoming Sunday. But we're joined by the same peeps, the same great guests, and we'll see if their opinions are the same. Last year, we predicted Bucks win. We've seen what happened. The Bears ended up winning this year. We'll see if it's the same or different. Nonetheless, we're going to welcome in our guest at this time. We'll start off by welcoming Juice from ONTAP Sportsnet, my brother from another mother. Juice, how we doing tonight? Uh, thanks for joining. We do appreciate it. Uh, good tones. Just uh, trying to hope to God that we have another miracle like last year. Um, be nice to get a win, but with the roster kind of depleted and the way that uh, Matt Nagy has called plays for the rookie quarterback, um, doesn't look like we're going to get much of that. Yeah, I mean, it sounded a little similar towards last year minus the rookie quarterback part. So we'll see if the Bears could pull it out or whatnot. But we do appreciate you joining. Uh, where can the people follow you at on Twitter and your team on Tap Sports and the great work you guys do? Yeah, uh, so follow me at Juice on Tap, uh, and the network is on Tap Sportsnet. Uh, hashtag crack them. Uh, we follow and do all the Chicago sports and literature needs for you. Uh, Cubs, Sox, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, some MMA, some pop culture stuff, and uh, some soccer uh, coverage as well for the fire. We actually uh, media passes for the fire, so um, been something that we've been working towards. Um, it's been a fun kind of journey. We just celebrated our uh, full year and a half as of recently and going on two years. It's been a great run. Uh, Got over 40-some writers that cover between the all the Chicago sports teams. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're about everywhere. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been a fun ride. You can go ahead and go to ontapsportsnet.com and uh, go ahead and read some of our stuff. If you're interested to preview the Bears side of it a little deeper as a Bucks fan, uh, head over. The Bears on Tap guys do a great job. But uh, as, a, uh, as, as one of the leadership team, uh, it's a pleasure to be on here, uh, Tones. And, we go back a long way. I've known uh, known you since your Jameis Winston days back there when, when you guys were drafted him and he was going to be the savior. And thank God Tom Brady rescued you from that. And, uh, yeah, it was a great Super Bowl last year. The, I think you should be hoping that everything goes the same uh, in this week's game because that, that means you're going back-to-back Super Bowls. If, uh, if the Bears do win, 
on Sunday, uh, it's a good omen for you because, you know, you won the Super Bowl that last year, had us both on again, um, and they won the Super Bowl, you know, against the Chiefs. So let's, uh, let's hope the same, uh, same results for you next year, for this year. You know, I am a man of superstitions and omens, but I don't want a damn loss. We'll 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 push a loss off for another year. We we suffered one against you guys last year. We don't need to start piling them up against the Bears. Next thing you know, I'll be walking in Chicago. I was pointed and laughed at on Twitter last year, so um, I don't need that humiliation again this year. But nonetheless, we do go way back. You know, I was in our, as Timmy pointed to his shirt, Eastern Illinois days. I was in our chapter house when Sir Jameis Winston was drafted, and now he's a division rival. How time flies, how times change. Timmy, speaking of you, my man, how the hell are you doing? Thanks for joining us tonight. We do appreciate it. Where can the people follow you at on Twitter, my friend? It's a good question. I think my Twitter handle is at T Crowley. Three, two, one, so, maybe. Yeah, we'll work know. on your Twitter handle. I'm more of a nonetheless, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm very good. Very good. And uh, it's very good to talk to both of you guys. Michal, miss, miss talking football with you. Damn but, right, uh, man. Man, what, what, a, what a different direction both teams went since left. they played each other last year, huh? And yeah. I would like to point out that last year I could tell you that I predicted an 1816 Bears victory, and it was a 2018 game instead. So one of us did say the Bears were going to win last year. Cheers to that, my friend. You did have that right then. Okay. Um one of us didn't listen to last year's episode. I wonder who that idiot was, but no, <laughs> I, I got that wrong. Okay, um, I got to fix that. Uh, Timmy, you were right on spot last year. We'll see if uh, the Bears can replicate their success from last year over to this year. Um, different atmosphere could be the same outcome. Nonetheless, guys, we're going to welcome on one of the members of the crew and one of my great co-hosts now, Mr. A. Katz, Andrew Katzman Katz. Thanks for joining tonight. How the hell are you, my friend? We got some uh, Bears folks on. We got Timmy C, uh, lifelong fan, uh, fantasy football player, and a season ticket holder. And we got my friend Machow Juice from Ontap Sports contributes for them, Cubs, Bears, whatever you name it. He he uh, does some great work. Well, it was a pleasure to be here. It's good to be here. Everything is good. Um, yeah, last year that was a. Um, not a good night for us, but I think the Bucks needed that loss, as it turned out, ironically enough. Yeah, it shaped out well for you guys in the end. It was gotta, a loss. You, that, you gotta take, go on, kids. You got to take a step back. Sometimes you've got to, <clears throat> you've got to have a game like that if you have it. Championship aspirations. If you're going to commit, how many penalties did we have in that game? Seventeen, something like that. I, and actually, and if you do that and you get away with it and win the game, you're more likely to repeat the same thing more, over and over again and not win same type of game later in the year. So you commit whatever amount of penalties it was. I feel like it was 17. It was a very high number of penalties the Bucks committed. And you don't deserve to win like that. And they didn't win. And they eventually got that cleaned up more or less and did go on to win the Super Bowl. If you get away with it and you win a game like that, you're going to think, well, shit, we can go ahead and do this every week. It's not going to matter. Yeah, so you never know. But a lot of them, a lot of I believe a lot of players felt that it was an important point in the season, believe it as crazy as that might seem now looking back. It's a terrible well, game in the long run. Com- I think. 
we ended up coming out the following week and uh, spanked Mr. Rogers in in our neighborhood. So, uh, you know, it did end up being somewhat pivotal, it seemed, because the Bucks ended up playing some some of their best brand of football that following week. So I agree with you there. It was perhaps a blessing in disguise as sometimes a loss is what it takes to propel teams to play and elevate their play to the next level, to, to get uh, their foot in the door and start playing like the team they're capable of being. So cats, um, I'm excited to get to talk to you about this game as well tonight because a lifelong Tampa fan you are. Obviously, Bucks Bears go way back, and we'll discuss in a little yeah. bit you know, how far back they go and whatnot. But um, on the Bears front, we're going to start with the Bears front. We got COVID news, injury updates. It seems like one of the Bears running backs continues to be down with COVID. Head coach Matt Nagy did say today, uh, Damian w- uh, Williams is not a guarantee to play this week. He's still on the COVID list, and he has not returned from the COVID list to this point in time. Bears starting running back David Montgomery. He's already an IR, so they're down to perhaps rookie running back Khalil Herbert, who did run really well last week for stepping in as a third string. And, uh, you know, he, he he played, and he didn't expect to play, I'm sure, at this point in time for the Bears because they had two better running backs, more well-respected running backs above him. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, Juice, we'll start with you, then we'll move to Tim. What's going on with Damian Williams and perhaps other injuries around Chicago? And uh, what direction are some players who might be questionable at this point in time heading into Sunday? Are they going to suit up or what's going on? Yeah, Damian Williams is a huge loss. Uh, there's After the David Montgomery injury, you look a lot of, of the running back depth, and they've had Artavius Pierce up and down from the practice squad as well as Ryan Nell. But, but those guys are not the bell cow back for this. It's it's Khalil Herbert, and he's been a blessing in disguise for this team, a guy they found in the mid-rounds, um, a hard runner, a guy who really kind of mirrors the more athletic version of Jordan Howard, in my opinion. Um, he seems to be a good pass catcher out of the backfield. He's some guy that when they drafted him this offseason, I was really excited about him and Daz Newsom. Daz had a shoulder injury in, in training camp and has been a non-factor in the passing game as he's been on the practice squad for much of it. But uh, Khalil Herbert has been kind of the bell cow back. The, the Damian Williams one hurts. Absolutely, because the Bears are definitely a run-first team now that they've changed play calling, um, and Matt Nagy no longer has the sticks, and Bill Lazor runs more or less uh, a, a really run-down-your-throat physical type of football since they've kind of elevated Justin Fields as the quarterback. I think the more the bigger problem injury and in COVID-wise is going to come from Robert Quinn. The Bears are kind of built on the defensive line to be that that's their bread and butter. It's where they spent the most money. It's where they can win in the trenches and you know, where Tom Brady is going to be. He's not the mobile guy. He's a guy who's going to be in that back trying to, uh, you know, beat you from the pocket. The hard part is, is they are so damn good with that quick passing game and with the, offensive weapons that you're looking with with Antonio Brown and on the outside with Mike Evans, this cornerback group is going to be very tested in terms of their second, third, and their slot guy. I think that that's kind of where this is going to be won or lost. The problem is, is that with no Robert Quinn, you're going to have to have guys like Gibson and Blackson step up from the inside. 
And with Khalil Mack and uh, Akeem Hicks as well injured, you're kind of looking at the best part of your team already a man down and kind of limping into this football game against that Buccaneer, that Buccaneers offense is, is gelling, you know, in year two of this system, really coming together. It, they have so many weapons that can beat you. The problem I think that the bears will have is the bears have some real young, some real young guys on the corner slot. And Eddie Jackson is having maybe one of the worst years that uh Bears safety has had in a long time in terms of tackling. So if you, if you get past that first level, I mean, it's it's big play after big play. We saw it on Sunday, and I think that that's kind of the recipe for this Bucks team to kind of control this game. It could get really ugly. This is a game that you look at. Uh, they're already like a 12 and a half. I thought it was a 12 and a half point favorite or something stupid like that. Um, but this could get really ugly if the Bears don't have a healthy Mac, if Akeem Hicks isn't able to go, and with no Robert Quinn, your best t- part of your team – is not going to be there, and that's a huge problem because those corners are young and inexperienced. And when you have guys on that outside, like Godwin, like uh, Antonio Brown, like Mike Evans, a lot of this doesn't matter. You know, they'll they'll be using that quick passing game, and even if they can use the long passing game and get enough time to throw the football, I think that you're going to see a lot of big plays on that side of the ball if they can't get pressure on on Tom Brady, which Hey, you got to get pressure from the inside on Tom. It's always how it's been. And that's how you beat him. That's how you beat him when he was in New England. And if they don't have a key to Hicks, that's a problem because you're going to be able to do whatever you want on offense. Yeah, it's looking like a little bit of a laundry list for both teams' injury report at this point in participation and practice. Just to run down the list for the Bears before Katz and I get to the Buck side of the ball, you did have did not participants in Bears practice, Jimmy Graham, uh, Jakeem Graham. Akeem Hicks, as you said, Hicks is a big one. Caleb Johnson, Khalil Mack, obviously another huge one. Allen Robinson, big one. And then you got Robert Quinn with COVID. So um, obviously, like you said, pressure Brady, pressure Brady, pressure Brady. That's probably team's number one formula for success against Tom Brady. If you're down Robert Quinn, if you got a banged up Mack and Hicks, that's your Big three uh, rushing the passer right there. That's where it could hurt the Bears, especially if this Bucks offensive line, which it looks like right now is fully healthy heading into Sunday. They make some dumb penalties here and there, but they are a hell of a blocking offensive line, especially how Tristan Wirfs has been playing this year. Donovan Smith has ramped up his play. Ellie Marpet, Ryan Jensen have been playing tremendous. Alex Kappa, right guard, could show steps of improvement. But that would be a matchup I want to see. Bears healthy pass rushing against Bucks healthy offensive line. I hope we could see that because that would be a good test for the uh, Bucks, but I agree with you. Brady could beat you with those guys on the outside. So we'll see if that pressure doesn't get there up the middle because if some guys out, that could be tough. Um, Timmy, I got a question. I'll ask you. We got one from KP on Twitter, Bucks Life Media Facebook posts. Let's hear it. Best Bears fantasy asset for Sunday. I know you're in fantasy football. I know you're um, big time fantasy football. Who you liking? Uh, Bears-wise for Sunday, do you like the Justin Fields play? Do you like a running back from Chicago? Do you like a tight end wide receiver? Is it the defense or kicker in general? If you had to start a Bear, who are we rolling with? Um, well, if you're starting anyone on the offense, I hope it's a super deep league that you're in where you're, you're just forced to start somebody, where everyone's forced to start somebody. But, no, the only 
fantasy player for the Bears that I would like is Cairo Santos. The guy seems to have ice in his veins. I don't think he's missed a kick in two years, which is incredible, especially even playing in Chicago. But other than that, it's good luck. I could see him having a good fantasy day, too. I could see perhaps the Bears driving a couple times and the Bucks bending but not breaking, perhaps. So, yeah. well, I and, t- and I, the prediction of the score that I have in my mind, it would be all Cairo Santo, too. So, <laughs> so well, that, well, that, that's 100% my recommendation if I have one. Oh, boy. It wasn't I mean, very good here. And it's two weeks we had him. I think we had him for three weeks, maybe. I don't remember not, how long he was a Bucks kicker. He wasn't he very was good with, here. He was with the Bears before we – this is the second stint with the Bears, and he wasn't very good when we had him the first time either. It's, it's His resurrection is kind of unbelievable. Yeah, because yeah, he was with the Bucks. I think it was for three weeks, maybe a month he was here, and I didn't – someone said, oh, you're going to love him. He's a great kicker. I said, we'll see about that. I didn't. I did not love him. He wasn't a <laughs> kicker. Not here he wasn't. Buck's kicking history is uh, one to one to forget quickly, but we have a good one now, so I'll take Ryan's suck up. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, he's a good kicker. He just doesn't get many field goal opportunities the way we've been scoring. Brady's just been, yeah. hey, suck up, you rest your leg, I'll just get a touchdown here, you'll get an extra point here, that's all you're getting, buddy. Um, I agree, though, Cairo Santos is a very effective kicker now, it seems, with Chicago. Time in Tampa, not so much, but I mean, I can name a couple guys, Nick Folk, Lawrence Tynes, uh, Roberto Guayo, um, you know, the list goes on and on, uh, Bertrands, Trans. you got the Vikings kicker who was on the Bucks practice squad last year who's missing game-winning field goals, Greg Joseph, so you got a plethora of them. last year. Yep, Greg Joseph was on the Bucks last year on our practice squad. We protected him more weeks than not, actually. Um, I know that... That was real extreme last year with COVID. Who's protected this week? Who's not protected on the practice squad this week because all that COVID? But, yeah, Greg Joseph was our backup practice squad kicker for the entirety of the season last year. Obviously, um, knock on wood, since suck-up didn't miss any time, although he was placed on the COVID list at one point. He didn't miss any time, so we didn't have to dip into him. But we did have Joseph. So you have all these Xbox kickers all over the damn place, uh, some effective now, such as Santos. Some still need in work, such as Joseph, and others out of the league, such as um, can't even think of some of that. Be a trans guy, he's trash. Uh, Roberto Aguayo, ex bear, too, he's trash, but nonetheless, yeah. you know, I think that's a name we could all forget. Ain't that right? A cats, Roberto Aguayo. Oh, gosh, yeah, him and Chandler Catanzaro, and Oof. Nick Folks had a renaissance right? in New England, so it was fitting that he missed that kick against us. So I was going to be absolutely irate if he hit a game winner against us. So, but I know he's done well with the Pats, which is fine. Whatever, I'm glad he missed that. Oh yeah, Catanzaro, and yeah, oh boy, oh boy, there's a. I fucking forgot yeah, Catanzaro. We gave him big yeah. money too. That little m- we. Oh. And he had that 59-yarder to beat the Browns. And I think yep. – I don't think he made any other kicks after that. I think that was it. <laughs> that was oh, it God. for the Bucks that year, though. That was it for the Bucks that year. After that Browns game, stick a fork in us. That was our little moment, our little moment of glory. Yeah, that was very, a very short-lived oh. moment. You remember the Jameis Winston god-awful interception that game? I think he threw it right at the D-lineman. It was like, um, you know – I, yeah, it, it but we, like... we came up with 
But we did come up with about 17 or 18 or 19 reasons why it really wasn't his fault. And we then gave him credit on playing a good game. And we continued to to hurt ourselves like that as fans and torture ourselves every time that happened. Yeah, I do. He threw it right to the defensive lineman. And they said something that Godwin ran the wrong route that took the linebacker into that area. And it really wasn't quarterback's fault. I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. I'll go with it. I don't care. If that's what you all say, it'll keep me hopeful. <laughs> And look where yeah, you're at like now. an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah, look where we're at now. Um, I agree. We though. deserve it was, that. We do deserve this, but it was always something. Um, blame game. Huh? You know, the Bucks are the losingest franchise in NFL history, or in all of sports, NHL. No, we're second NFL. now. We're second. Minnesota Timberwolves, I heard, are, have passed us now. So we're no longer the worst. Hey, that's... Them. <laughs> yeah, good for Minnesota. They could wear that ugly crown all day. <laughs> you know what's funny though gotcha. is that as we've got there's a lot of teams with better winning percentages that have never won anything. So, you know, I mean and bless them for that, you know, like like the Vikings would be an example. How many times have the Vikings been in the playoffs? How good they've been so many times. And I feel for I'll say this, I don't know if well, we might end up playing them at some point, so I'll be careful. But I will say, as of this moment, Viking fans are always cool to me in my personal encounters, so I feel for them. Some of the playoff heartbreak from Gary Anderson and other <laughs> other this kicker that missed for them and all the crazy stuff. So yeah, you want to talk about bad kickers. That's that's another uh, that's another franchise. I was just about I was cut not coming up with the one who missed the kick against uh the Seattle game and Brett Favre and his choke job against the Saints. I didn't appreciate that because it would have been nice to keep the Saints out of the Super Bowl. Looking at looking back now, I didn't really care that much at the time. But yeah, wow. Yeah, they've had a rough rough go of it for sure there. So, but yeah, we're we're second worst. So we're moving up in the world, some might call it. But I agree. I mean, no offense not to call out the Bears, but look at them. They haven't won since 85. We won twice in the past two decades. So it's like you take the good with the bad, right? You suck asshole for so long. You go 2-14, and 14, you go 3-13, and 13, and then you bounce back. You win Super Bowls. And I guess Bucks are either winning Super Bowls or at the bottom of the barrel. Um, but I think this, honestly, before we get going with the pod, I love these side tangents, so uh, bravo to these side tangents. But I think Tom Brady is a franchise-altering move. I don't know if we'll ever hit quote-unquote rock bottom again where we have to worry about the days of finishing 2-14 and 14 or 3-13 and 13 because the pedigree of the franchise. And it started with Bruce Arians. It really did. Once we brought in Bruce, he brought in Endomic and Sue. You bring in two of those guys who change the culture. You bring in Tom Brady. You bring in Gronk. Next thing you know, you got guys like A.B., Lenny F., Richard Sherman. And, I mean, Lenny F. said it himself today. Um, he said, I considered myself Richard Sherman and Antonio Brown. It's like last chance you people viewed us as damaged goods. We came back to the Bucks, got our last chance. I mean, now look at that. The Bucks are viewed as a team yeah. where veterans revive their damn careers. Who the hell would have thought this four years ago? Come on, man. It was the opposite. This was where careers went to die for a long time. And it wasn't for a lack of trying on, on the part of the Bucks organization, but we brought in guys, you know, that just went, and they came here, you know, it was just a total disaster for them. So it's amazing to see that turnaround. Absolutely. Who's your guys? Is Jason Lake, Light? Is, what's his, who's the GM? Jason Light. Jason Light. 
we we oh. could actually thank Lovey Smith for that one. That's oh, yeah. um, one that, guy, that guy's yeah. got to be deserves like the exec of the year in all of sports. When was the last time any championship team was able to bring back all their players? Usually, they're out getting huge paydays somewhere else on a different team. Yeah, that I mean, I I don't know. And first, um, light does have a huge part in it, but we have a great um, salary cap analyst. His name's Mike Greenberg, believe it or not. Yeah. But Greeny, yep, Greeny, not that Greeny. It's a different Greeny, not ESPN Greeny, not Mike and Mike Greeny. But Mike Greenberg, I don't know the magic he works with our cap. I mean. Granted, the only way it backfires and it, it, it'd still be worth it, but down the road, three, four years from now, we got all these IOUs on the book. Next thing you know, we're uh, signing guys like um, Ryan Mellett to come out of retirement to start a damn football <laughs> game because we can't afford a damn jar to piston. But I, I hope it doesn't stoop that low. I don't think it will. But, um, yeah, shout out to Jason Light, Mike Greenberg, Um I'm drawing a blank on the ladies. Jacqueline. The um, woman, yeah. Jacqueline, Jacqueline, I can't. Gosh. We'll, we'll call her Jackie. Davidson. Yeah, Jacqueline Davidson. It Jackie. is Jacqueline Davidson. Yeah. Yep. She yeah. she does a tremendous job. Those three are like the big three in the Bucks front office. They keep this machine well cog. Moving on here, and we do have a comment from Cleveland Me. That's Joe, uh, my brother. <laughs> a lot of you people see Joe slithering his way into the Bucketeers pod on Twitter. Cat um, knows him from tweeting about S Law and Order S uh, VU, perhaps. Mm. Uh, Michelle and Timmy. Tomorrow night. Yeah, new episode tomorrow night. I know my brother I've will been- be tapped into that um that, that'll be interesting for you guys but nonetheless he gets, he says love it boys he'll be there sunday he'll be in attendance sunday guys it, like i said earlier seems like every year we're playing we'll start with timmy on this one then we'll bounce around the room do you feel like bucks bears is a rivalry and um if if so or if not what's your reasoning for it no <laughs> No, uh, I just when I, I I when I think of Bears rivalries, I just think of Packers Vikings. But uh, I it definitely was. It's been probably three or four times in the le- or in the last three to four years. We've been, is it three years in a row that we played each other? Yeah, and the uh, a main reason of that question as well is since the buck stems from some of those divisions. The fans do have the deep hate for each other. Like, I know Vikings fans can't stand us, and I know we can't stand Vikings fans. Um, yeah. That gets ugly. And yeah, I know some Bucks and Bears fans feel some types of ways against each other. I guess that could be all fan bases, yeah. though, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I, I think here in Chicago, I think we got enough problems to worry about. In our, in <laughs> I was just going to say that. And, uh, <laughs> uh, we, we don't need to add on any more uh, extra fuel. Yeah, I mean, we can't even beat the team that we are supposed to be rivals with, and he's yelling in our end zone that he owns us. So, yeah, we're uh, in Chicago. Yeah, we're we're kind of tied up at the moment. I'll, I'll say this as a football <laughs> fan and as a Tom Brady fan as well. I I rooted for the Bucks in the Super Bowl last year. If I if it were truly a rivalry to me, um, those are the games that I you root for anybody else other than them, um, and and that's why. While I know that they, you know, succeeded from the division and and they went to the South eventually, uh, and I know they were, you know, a part of the North a long time ago, it's it's just not 
there were two franchises in two separate areas right now. I mean, you're talking about a, a an old quarterback who is the greatest of all time, trying to win another Super Bowl with a very very solid stacked you know team that the Buccaneers are. You're talking about the Bears who they got a lot of work to do. I mean, you you don't know who's going to be the coach next year. You're talking about a rookie quarterback that is learning his way. He's shown some flashes, but I want to show I want to I want to show people you know highlights of Mitch Trubisky first season too, and 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 go back to that <laughs> the Twitter and and have everybody read it and and say you know everybody was seeing hey we may have a quarterback you know it's it's twofold right you Bruce Arians is one hell of a coach and Tom Brady is one hell of a football player. Justin Fields to be seen. And I think we've seen enough with Matt Nagy. I think we've kind of learned um, that he's not what he was advertised as. And it's just two franchises in two separate spots. So when you're looking at the, at the rivalry, I do know that the bears have won the last two of these because Mitch Trubisky uh, was the one before that, if I'm not mistaken, uh, his highest um, outputting game of his career with five touchdowns. And then you had, you know, the, the kind of grinded out football game that it was last year. Um, but with that said, the Buccaneers are a team that if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's a bust, right? That's it's, it's all or nothing. It's two different, you know, teams at two different spots. Um, you kind of need, you know, that playoff atmosphere and that extra amped into the game to, to kind of drive, a rivalry, and I just don't see it with these two teams. You know, the Bears, they're lucky to beat the Bucks if they do like they were last year. Um, they did. It happened. Like you said, penalties and, and some costly turnovers and things like that swayed the game. That happens. It's any given Sunday, right? Anybody can beat anybody, um, given, you know, that everything lines up correctly. But the Bears are just at a spot right now where, like like Tim said too, we – we can't take on anything else, man. We're kind of, we're kind of in a, we're, we're lucky to, you know, show up on Sunday with a full 53 man roster at this point with COVID and with the injuries and uh, with that clown show that's running the whole front office. So um, I haven't been quiet about it. I think that uh, there's a lot of change that needs to happen over at Hallis Hall. And uh, until they do that, we're not adding on any new rivalries. Jeez Louise, it sounds like you guys have your hands full enough as it is uh, to chalk up Tampa's rivalry. And um, nothing screams realignment like Tampa being in the north. It's like, come on, um, not sure who drew that one up or thought that was a good idea. But Tampa, I know well, how that works, expansion team. Well, it was Central, remember, though. It was it was the Central at the time. Oh, true, not, true. So, so if – but keep in mind this, and I don't know if you knew this, that the Bucks' first season, they were in the AFC West, which, of course, made no sense. Uh, I was not born at that point, but they were in the AFC West. So they moved them to the NFC Central, and then Chris Berman would call it the NFC Norris. So, I mean, Tampa's on the West Coast, Florida, you know, it's on the Gulf Coast. And then you have four teams in the Midwest part of the country. But we were just kind of down here, and we sucked most of the time. But then there were a couple of years where we, you know, towards the end of our run in that division, we became – we became a force in that division before realignment finally happened. So the Bucks and Bears had some uh, had some good meetings. It, uh, usually, though, the Bucks were awful and the Bears were always beating us. Or then towards the end, things changed a bit and the Bucks were were contenders towards the end there of our run in that division. The Bears were not very good. So both teams never seemed to really be good at the same time. They've never met in the playoffs, so it's hard to have a rivalry amongst when 
when that's the history with the two franchises to me. By happenstance, we face each other now three, four, five years in a row, I guess, whatever it is. We had a couple lopsided wins and we had a couple lopsided losses, but unless you end up beating in the playoffs, there's just not much there as far as any sort of rivalry. It goes, you know, there was, it was for a bit. I mean, I, I can say I hated the Bears because they always beat us and there's a lot of Bears fans here and they're no, no disrespect to you gentlemen who seem very nice, but the ones that live here are very obnoxious. <laughs> they're very annoying. So, and there's a lot of them. Of all the teams we played in that division, uh, Bears fans and Green Bay fans are close. There were more, there's been more Bears fans here than any uh, than most opponents we face when they come, you know, and they, most people that live here, the ton of Chicago Bears fans. But, you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, usually obnoxious, although they also, I think, know where, like you mentioned, where the two teams are at in their respective, um, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it right now, Ranks. where the teams are at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah uh, that, yes, thank you. I couldn't think of the word, yes. These two or these two gentlemen are um, good Bears fans, and as you said, there's bad enough, there's bad fans everywhere. Though you know, you got your jackass Tampa fans, and um, oh yeah, um, I won't I name them off. I won't name them off. The go ahead, Tim. I can tell you one thing though. At one point in my life, I must have been a big Bucks fan because you better believe I had my Mike Allstott and Warwick Dunn jerseys. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I always a lot of people I remember Bears fans over the years would always say, you know, and given because he's from Illinois originally, how they're like, man, I wish we had Mike Allstott, man. You know, I mean, they would they would say it all the time. It was like, God, I love you know, I'm a Bears fan, but I do love Mike Allstott. I sure wish he played for us. And so, and it's it, that he played his whole career here. Yeah. I actually played on his. They commemorated the field that he played on uh, wow. for Pee Wee football uh, in New Lenox, Illinois, where I grew mm -hmm. up. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I played football on that field. So we were. We were always big Mike Allstott fans, absolutely. So you've hit the nail on the head. I would give the the uh, Bears fans down there in Florida a little break. Uh, we're kind of dealing with a real crappy <laughs> state, so they may be um, a little bit more on the uh, the the ornery place because of our mayor and governor. So when they do come down yeah. after they leave the state, uh, give them a break. You know, it's it's not you. It's it's what they grew up in. I was All right, yeah, I'll let it go. Son was going to go a little fair. lower on the camera. What were you saying? Dude. I said I was hoping my man Stun was going to lower the camera a little bit on his toilet shot. <laughs> Stun, how are we doing today, my friend? Uh, th thanks for joining. and uh... Give the people what they want. <laughs> Stun, you in the building? Right. Hey, you got to um... pay for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay for that. Win. Will that get it? Oh man, Stunna, um we're real quick, we're talking rivalry Bucks Bears. I know you're a longtime season ticket holder since uh um over two decades. Hey, I'm ago. I'm gonna say this though. I'm gonna say this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think it is you think it is a rivalry then, huh? Yeah, man. It, what's your reasoning? If we could have some reason. Hey, I'm going to say this. It was more of a rivalry when we were wearing. It was more of a rivalry when we were wearing Cream Sickle. Yeah. And we were in the, the, 
back in the cream. Why? Because well, we were like you said, like uh, I think Cass was talking about. Like, well, this, we were in the same division. They used to invade our stadium. You know, there's a lot going on back then. And we would we wouldn't usually lose because we we had a terrible franchise. Now when we got you know then when we switched you. Well, there goes Stun. I don't know what the hell's going on there between his camera, his mic. Um, it was electric, faded. though. He is electric. That that few words and um, we got, got the got point, the... though, man. We we got it, man. The creamsicle jerseys bringing back rivalry on. That's you know maybe the Bears will wear the orange and uh, that'd be a real clusterfuck out there. The Bucks could. Um, <laughs> The Bucks are actually talking about bringing back their creamsicles next year if the NFL does allow the team to wear more than one helmet or whatnot, which would be awesome to see Tom Brady in creamsicle. Um, that would be really cool. Speaking of Tom Brady and Machow, I do agree with your point of Super Bowl or bust for the Bucks this year, as it was our um, it was our intentions last year coming into this season, I believe, to win this year. Although, obviously, we won last year. I think we were really building to win the Super Bowl this year. But um, I just want to ask you guys, the fourth down play from last year, the infamous Brady four, um, do you guys feel pretty damn special for confusing the GOAT on Thursday night football, the most foolish moment on his on-field career, perhaps, which he laughs about now. He's open about now. At the time, no one knew what the hell was going on. If it was sideline officials not having the downright, if it was a coach saying the wrong thing. But now Brady says he did indeed forget what down it was. And for the longest time, Bruce Arians tried to defend him, saying, no, he knew what down it was, blah, blah, blah. Tom Brady comes out, no, I didn't. Um, that'll happen. What, what, what say you, Machow, on the thoughts of all that with uh, Brady forgetting the down? I'd say, yeah, but the only number response he has to do with his hands is just do that. And then, you know, that's it's all over, right? I mean, it's the Bears are – that's the uh, – it was funny in the moment, you know. Like, I, I remember Twitter blowing up about it. Um, and uh, – but with that said, man, like, it – it's about wins and losses, right? And I know that they beat him last year, but at the end of it, you won the Super Bowl. You know, it's it's the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah, it's a gaffe. It's it's great, but um, at the end of the year, I mean, the Bears were average. You know, they they made the playoffs because COVID added more slots into the the playoffs, and it, it they were average, man. But uh, yeah, it was it was cool. I'll, I'll say that I, I sold that game, so I made a lot of money off of you know Tom Brady being. Uh, in town, which was nice. But uh, with that said, man, yeah, all he needs to do is throw up to seven, and, and uh, he shuts me up pretty quick. Yeah, Tim, what say you? Um, uh, last an image of Tom Brady last year holding up that four. And, uh, yeah, he's making everyone money, Machow. He's making Tampa money every game right now. Those tickets are crazy. Tim, what say you on Brady holding up the infamous four? I actually wanted to bring that up earlier when we were talking. It's stuff like when you're the – fucking goat and the best of all time it's little stuff like that when everyone's laughing at you when you're like okay i remember that and sure enough what did they do they fucking go on what is that i would say that's when they started being becoming elite yeah because he's like okay yeah get your laughs out i'll have my last laugh and that's that's what the fucking great ones do and sure enough when we're down fucking three scores this weekend he's gonna remember yeah 
I remember what this guy, what what happened when I was in Chicago last year, and that's going to lead him to his fifth touchdown of the game when he, he just keeps pouring us, pouring on us this weekend. So we were laughing week four of last year or whatever, but I think uh, he remembers, unfortunately. Cats, what say you about that whole thing? I know a lot of Bucks fans felt indifferent about it. The Jameis fans more so felt some type of way about it. What say you? Yeah, they yeah, apparently that brought joy to them there. Um, you know, I mean it happened. Yeah, I mean Brady's honest about it. Like you said, it's like, you know what? I messed it up. I fucked it up. I, I forgot what down it was. It happened. It won't happen no, it won't happen again. Didn't have to say it. it. Won't happen again. It never happened before, and that's it, you know? It he made a mistake. You know, team didn't play well. He didn't nobody played well and uh he moved on from it, like like your friends are saying, you know, in the end he, he put it in the back of his mind. You know, probably, you know, made him realize he had to work even harder. You know, not that he didn't know that anyway. And that was that. You know, I appreciate him being funny about it, being open and honest, admitting, you know, hey, I screwed it up, you know. Even more people like that rather than, say, coming up with a million reasons why it wasn't their fault, didn't do this, didn't do that. He's like, yeah, all right, I screwed it up. That's it. Moved on. Get him next week. Yeah, that's it. And I agree. You guys are tuned into the Bucketeers podcast. Before we get to Stunna's take on it, I just want to preview the last 20 minutes of the show. It's going to be a fun 20 minutes. We're going to dive into Stank Bastards, good friend of the show, Stank Bastard, member of the Loose Cannons podcast. Every week he comes up with the anti team we're playing list where us Bucks fans can't do a certain amount of things. And he consumes this list opposing cities and opposing teams do. So we'll get into that. Stang's very creative there. We're going to get into the fantasy player of the game, defensive MVPs, and score predictions and exits. So we're going to wrap up there. Stenna, what's say you quickly here on the Tom Brady holding up the infamous four to end the game last year? If Stun is with us, we'll see. You know, it's like uh, we didn't play our best game. We lost 20 to 19, and we pretty much moved the ball at will. We just got in the red zone, and we and we had to settle for field goals, or we would get a touchdown and get called back. Um, you know, they had that they had that fluke turnaround when we went up 13 to nothing, where they scored 14 unanswered points, and we know that one of the both of those were set up by the by the officials. So it's kind of like the Bucks this year in a way, the way we're starting the season. Even when we play our worst game, we should still win the game. Okay, you know, we played pretty terribly this year against the Patriots and the and the and the Cowboys. Should have blown them out, both teams, and we and yet we still got the win. So, you know, at the time it was it was it, it, again, we're a Thursday night on the road team. Those are always hard to overcome anyway, like we just dealt with this week. So, you know, at the time, it, it, I thought people were making too big a deal out of it. I'm like, this is week four, man. We got a whole season. But um, I, I hope that I hope that it stung the, the players, and I hope they have a little bit more in their crawl. But I think that the, the um, Chiefs game is really what put us over the edge last year, not necessarily Chicago. Yeah, Chiefs were the game that perhaps propelled us and gave us the juice into the bye week, into the playoffs. Chicago was perhaps – team that made us find our identity in the early half of the season both of those losses were perhaps the two crucial losses that did ultimately propose they made us play a lot cleaner they made us play a lot cleaner Uh, yeah that was the Tyreek Hill game where Tyreek Hill 
went on the phone and said, call for backup, blah, blah, blah. And then um, we've seen what happened in the Super Bowl to poor Tyreek. But he did have his fun against us, and he had the hell of a half, especially a hell of a first quarter. Man, there was one point I thought, is this dude going to get like 500 receiving yards? Loki, <laughs> he was just doing that good against us. But that Todd Bowles didn't call that bad of a defensive scheme again. Um, that was awful scheme, awful, awful. You don't see that from Todd Bowles often either. So who knows? He could have been experimenting in that first half a little bit and then dove a little deeper into the second half as we came back. And that's when Tony Romo. Tony, he does throw a lot of zero coverage out there. Yeah, he does, man. And that zero coverage, if the right guy could pick it apart like Mahomes and Tyreek did in that given time, that'll hurt. Like Drew Brees did on those Sunday night games last year, or that Sunday night game last year. When you get things like that to happen, that'll hurt. But we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I I think Todd Bowles is making improvements already this year. We're already down cornerbacks. We're down Richard Sherman, Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Jamel Dean's missed time. Uh, Jordan Whitehead missed a game. Antoine Winfield still in concussion protocol. It's like, oh, my goodness, your defensive back is so limited. But we keep crawling now. And, guys, this is kind of a segment I was looking forward to. We're going to ask our Chicagoans here first, especially. But a friend of the shows, he's been on the show before, Stank Bastard from the Loose Cannons podcast and from the Bucking Idiots podcast. Um, he does something every week where when the Bucks play in an opponent, he lists a thing, things you can't do as a Bucks fan on Twitter. And it started last year when he made the playoffs. For example, um, when it was against the Packers, you couldn't eat cheese, you couldn't do X, Y, and Z, you couldn't do all this stuff. So for today, or for this week, against Chicago Bears, um, it, it's it's a knock at the city and the, bear, the Bears animals a little bit. This is Stank's list. I want to see if you guys approve of his lists for things that Bucks fans should not do that incorporates with Chicago and the Chicago Bears. So he says Bucks fans cannot eat deep dish anything this week he says bucks fans can do any shuffling there's no shuffling this week he says there's no smoky the bear this week no take me out to the ball game singing this week no jordans this week um no kanye west albums this week um no jazz music no opera music no watching operas of any sorts no r kelly or r kelly affiliated things this week um, I that's never a good idea <laughs> i think i think he's canceled right that's <laughs> he did put up a wet yeah. emoji next to that for better or for worse so um we know how nasty some of those golden showers got. <laughs> no he says no hot dogs specifically mel's hot dogs um, let's see what else he said. He says no socks of any color, specifically white. And the last but not least one, I think this is a big one. No murdering other human beings, which is a problem in Chicago right now. So that was the number one thing on his list. No murdering human beings. We'll start with Tim here. Tim, you think that's a valid list or, uh, is there something he's forgetting? He forgot carjackings. No carjacking. This week. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that, yeah. Uh, Grill it, deep it. That's a tourist thing. We're from Chicago. We like thin crust pizza. Damn right. Um, you can 
regardless of what Chicago says, you can't have ketchup on your hot dog. It's definitely acceptable. But uh, yeah, no. Otherwise, the uh, I was I was gonna I was gonna mention hot dogs. Make sure I'm a big hot dog guy. But he he did mention that, so he's good. No, I think he's off to a very good start. We'll yeah, see yeah, if yeah. Uh, we'll see if his mechanisms helps propel us to victory this week. Juice, what say you? Um, no carjackings is a good recommendation. I could think of a couple things. Yeah, uh, Italian beef. Surprised that one's not on there. Um, Garrett's popcorn, you know, the, the Chicago mix with the caramel and the cheese. Um, other than that though, I, that, that's pretty nail on the head. Um, I'd say no Malort, but even people here in Chicago, we talk about how awesome Malort is, but nobody should really drink that ever. Um, I know that's definitely not Chicago and of me to say, but I'm a suburb kid. I don't lie about it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd say that's that's pretty solid. Um, I'd say <laughs> I'd say no going to work if you're a policeman too, because I guess that's another thing that's going on right now. So uh, um, yeah, no, Chicago's a mess, and uh, kind of mirrors our football team in some ways. And it mirrors other teams as well, as such as the Cubs this year. But we'll get over that hump, I'm sure. Um, Cats. Stana, before we get into score predictions and close out, what say y'all about Stain's list? Uh, I don't know a lot about Chicago. I've been to Chicago. Well, I know some things about Chicago, actually. It's a, it's a very nice city. I haven't been in a very long time. Um, I guess I would say, and I didn't really watch this show very much, but a lot of people did. I would say don't watch the show Shameless that take place in Chicago. That's fair. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. I just came up with one off. The top of my head, don't watch Shameless. <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew it took place in Chicago. I think I saw maybe two episodes. Two. Uh, the rest of it sounds. I'll go with Stank. Sounds about right to me. Stana, what say you? Anything that we're leaving out for the not to do list for the week in prep against the Chicago Bears? If we have Stana, sometimes he might be delayed. Stunna wiggled out for now. We'll get back into him shortly. But I can't think of anything off the top of my head that stink. I think you guys no, named Chicago all PD. Well, I would say I don't, don't take any taxi cabs, but we don't do that anyway. <laughs> no taxi cabs. I mean, our old quarterback did. Uh, well, no, I'm he here. What are you talking about? No, no, I know. You're just a little delayed. Um, I, I, You know, I think it might be me or you, but I'm not sure. But, Stunna, we don't do taxis. We we do Ubers, but our quarterback, or our old quarterback, um, can't Uber in the city of Tampa anymore anyways. So. Or um, anywhere. Can't Uber anywhere. <laughs> Got to use You Lyft. think he's banned? You think, like, <laughs> if he tried to open the app, it would be, like, he's not banned. allowed? I heard he was. I heard that that was part of the deal, was that he's no longer well, ever I, able to I would to say, I'd say you can't watch Beetlejuice. No Beetlejuice. Yeah, that one, um, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head. Right, he takes lift now. Yep. It's, uh, you know, our beloved mayor. It looks like Beetlejuice. Lori Lightfoot, that's a good comp. So there's a couple things. I, I, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but maybe no... Um, 
yeah, I, I'm not even going to try and guess. No wind, but, you know, how the fuck do you prevent wind? So we'll get into score predictions and whatnot. We only got juice for a couple more minutes, and we're only on for eight more minutes. So we're going to wrap things up here like a curveball strike three call to the Chicago White Sox. But anyways, um, score predictions, and then we'll bounce out. Juice, we'll start with you, my friend. Score prediction, um, your fantasy player of the game for the Chicago Bears, that is. And who's your defensive MVP for the Chicago Bears? And then do your closeout as well. We appreciate your time again. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, man. Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, score prediction-wise, if the Bears have any chance to win this game, they're going to have to really grind it and make this really dirty, messy football game, which I don't see uh, happening. I have the Bucks winning 34-16. to 16. Um, and I think it's going to be a lot more of a blowout than that even looks. Um, I think if you're watching the Bears from my standpoint, they've been very sloppy. They've got a rookie quarterback. And uh, if you're looking at the team as a whole, uh, they seem to be very uh, distracted off the field right now. There's a lot of stories around the team uh, about the head coach, about you know old players going back and forth with, you know, new players on performance and pointing fingers. Uh, this is just seems to be the uh, perfect time for the Bucks to roll, uh, for the Bears to roll in. And as we know, Tom Brady with extra time to prepare, um, I, I don't think that's a recipe for success for us. If I were going to take anybody fantasy-wise, I'd take uh, Khalil Herbert, strictly because I think he's going to have the ball a lot, and it's a lot about usage. Um, I think he does score. Um, and, uh, what was the other question there? Tones, who do you think steps up defensively for the bears? Just assume they're all healthy in this. one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, defensively, if, if you're watching Roquan Smith, he's playing some of the best football out there right now. Defensively, <laughs> if you're going to pick him or if you're gonna pick anybody, you pick him. Uh, he's been one of the best players defensively in football and nobody's talking about it. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd take him. And, and Tones, thanks for having me on. Um, you can follow me at Juice on Tap. I'll be back for when the Bears play the, the Bucks again, hopefully next year, as keep this uh, this train rolling. And uh, you can follow me at Juice on Tap, and make sure you're heading over to Tap Sportsnet for, uh, for your Bears needs and for any of your Chicago sports and literature needs. If you want any extra preview for uh, the Bears side of the, the game, just to learn a little bit of what's going on. Uh, with our teams. Um, yeah, I appreciate it, buddy. Um, and uh, I, I hope to see you soon and, and grab a beer and watch some football. Yeah, absolutely. I hope to see you soon. Grab a beer, watch some football. We got to get back golf. And I did not golf once this damn summer. Shame on me. Not one time after upping it to three or four. So juice, that was juice. A great guy, great friend of the shows. Good man. Um, he'll, he'll be back. Uh, maybe like well, we might play the Bears next year, or maybe we get lucky, get back to the Super Bowl. He could jump on. We do special guests for that. Maybe NFL draft. We'll get him back on though. You guys could go catch his work and the rest of the On Tap gangs at On Tap Sports, and they do a great On Tap Sports Net. They do a great job of all Chicago sports juice in particular for Cubs. And if you guys want Cubs post game. You know where to find them, ain't that right, Juice? Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks again. Jumping off real quick. Uh, sorry, I gotta gotta get to Bulls halftime. I'll actually be on for most of the uh, Chicago Bulls uh, stuff as well this season. So uh, catch me over at Bulls on Tap for uh, fill-in stuff. And uh, 
Yeah, man. Thanks again for having me on. Timmy, got to see you soon, buddy. Yeah, good to see you, Kyle. Yeah, man. See you, Juice, and you guys can yeah. go catch him at uh, Bulls and Cubs and so much more on tap sports net. Cats, we're going to get your score prediction, and then we'll do mine, and we'll close out with our guest, Timmy's. Cats, what's your score prediction? And for you, I know you're not huge on fantasy, so we'll just get your offense and defensive player of the game. Machow said 34-16, to 16, Tampa Bay. What are you going with, Cats? I'll go 31-17, Bucks win. Um, from a fantasy standpoint, I don't, you know, I was going to say Antonio Brown, but now I see he might be out. Uh, yes. It looks like that's up in the air. His ankle. Uh, he, I get, he hurt his, his ankle. ankle last week. <sighs> yeah. So if, if not him, then I'm going to go, I'm just going to go a little off here and I'm going to say OJ Howard has another nice game. Uh, had a good week last week. So I'm going to say he has a, has a good game. Maybe gets in the end zone an extra time or two. Um, and defensively for us, um, again, I think JPP might be out as well from what I'm hearing. Look, or he, he missed practice as well, I think. So, you know, probably, probably go with Shaq Barrett. Yep. Uh, JPP might be out and OJ Howard's ankle is hurting him a little bit too. So we'll, we'll see. (laughs) Uh, He, he, he missed practice today as well. Oh wow! Well, usually I go based on Thursdays. Usually, is yeah. to tell when they're able to tell you more. But yeah, I mean, I didn't know Antonio Brown had an issue with the ankle. It's news to me, and heard that today. I didn't know anything was wrong with him. Yeah, me neither. I just heard that uh, news today as well. Cats, um, thanks again as always. Any last words? I uh, know the pleasure being always great being here. Uh, Tim, it was great yeah, being you as well. Um, you know, I won't can't good say good luck this there. week, but otherwise, good luck to the Bears other weeks after this Thank one. Um, and uh, go Bucks, and you all have a great night. Tim, yep, you too, my friend, cats. Timmy, it's down to me and you. Um, maybe stun it too. Perhaps we'll get a stun a prediction. I'm going to get my score prediction quick. I'm thinking I think it's going to be closer than what people think maybe. I'm going to go I think we will score. I'm going with 37 to 28. I think Bucks win. I think Bears score a little bit. Bucks are pretty banged up defensively in the secondary right now for sure. I'm going with 37 28. I think that Lenny F's our fantasy player of the game. He's been a good bell cow lately. And I think our defensive MVP is Indomic and Sue facing his former hatred rival i think he is a big game timmy c my friend what's your score prediction since you already named your bears fantasy player of the game give us who you think your bucks fantasy player of the game should be and your bears defensive mvp so score prediction bucks fantasy player of the game and bears defensive player of the game before we let you go well i do my nfl power rank these are the legit nfl power rankings right here now what yes tells you and i have the buccaneers number one over here on the left, and the Bears all the way over here at 22 on the right side. So if you're a Bears fan, I predict pain, a lot of pain. But uh, I got Tampa Bay 27, Bears 6. If there's an offensive player for the Bears, um, Darnell Mooney is kind of our big play guy. Uh, no, that's but you asked for a box one. Uh, Mooney ain't bad either. We'll take your Bears one. I, I'm with you on Lenny F. He's been he's been pretty solid, and he seems to be taking over the job. And uh, it's, 
I got a big problem with my with my man AB snap count you guys are giving him. But uh, it seems when he is, he's the guy Tom Brady seems to like a lot. So I like I'm a big I'm a I'm an AB and Lenny guy. I but agree. Thank, I hope thank that you very much for having me. If AB's snap count gets up there, he could even be that much more crucial. By the way, the people could follow our friend Tim Crowley at T underscore Crowley three two one on Twitter. Tim, we thank you so much thank for your you. time, my friend. I know the Bulls' fourth quarter is in hot pursuit. We'll let you bounce off. Enjoy that. We hope to see you soon on the show. You're welcome on anytime, my friend. Thank you. Have a good one, boys. You too, Tim. Um, that was Timmy Crowley. He says twenty-seven to six. Buck Stana. We'll get your prediction now, and then uh, we'll close out. What say you? What are you thinking? Um, I'm going to go with 34-17 bucks. I'm going to go with Cameron Brait as the uh, fantasy player, and I'm going to go with Devin White as the defensive MVP. Brait, the Naperville native, too, so he's got them Chicago ties, and then White, defensive MVP. I like those picks a lot. Um I, I, I like him a lot. I think Devin White's going to break out. I think Cam Brate's going to break out. Stunna, any last words for Bucketeers before we bounce off here? This is a traditional heated rivalry. If anybody was around for the creamsicle days, they know what Chicago Tampa means. I hope to see all our fans in attendance and loud and proud, and I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that we put on a show that can make everybody in our community proud. You heard it here first, guys. This is a rivalry renewed, a creamsicle day rivalry brought back when it was the NFC Central, not the North, not the South, but the Central Bucks and Bears here. That division, heated times are there. We need Bucks fans, asses to seats. We need you guys in attendance. We need to cheer on our team loud. We can't have any Bears fans in, annoying us, and bugging in. Um, We need full Tampa attendance so guys that was stunna a cats me for the crew we had on great season ticket holder and fantasy football player tim crowley joining us to give his bears perspectives we had juice from sports on tap give him uh his perspectives we had a great bucks bears talk we are out of here until next time guys on behalf of stunna cats timmy crowley and juice we thank you so much for joining i'm tampa tones we'll see you guys on the other side Thank you, and go Bucks.